0: You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
2: What is going on? Welcome to episode number 270 of Locked On Raptors for uh, Wednesday, January 31st. I'm your host Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. We can find links to every single episode of course Locked On Raptors is part of the Locked On Podcast Network which shows team focus shows for all 30 NBA teams as well as Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd and Locked On NBA with David Locke you can find those all together on the Locked On NBA iTunes channel and make sure you're checking out this week for the Locked On NFL Network both Locked On Eagles and Locked On Patriots as well as Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson lots of great preview stuff going on there uh, and also like there were trades and stuff in the NFL yesterday Alex Smith go listen to Locked On Washington's uh, Locked On Chiefs you can go check out those two shows as well and uh uh, that, that'll, that'll be great you can find all of the stuff you need to know about all the quarterback movement about all the, the Super Bowl preview everything on the Locked On Podcast Network uh, and uh, make sure if you find a show you like you subscribe to it rate, review all that good stuff it uh, really helps to move us up the rankings. You can do that with Locked On Raptors. We're on our own iTunes page. I think we're up to like 63 ratings right now. So that's 63 very wonderful human beings who have uh, stroked my ego, and I love it, and uh, I appreciate anyone who takes the time. Uh, and if you want to add a rating to that and make the number grow, I would very much appreciate that as well. Also, one more thing in regards to the Locked On Podcast Network: Jake Madison is the host of Locked On Pelicans. He's doing a really great thing right now. There's an employee at the Smoothie King Center who had his lost pretty much everything in a fire uh, over the last couple weeks, I'm guessing, and uh, Jake Madison's doing a raffle. He's giving away tickets to a New Orleans Pelicans game, and he's got a GoFundMe, and they're trying to raise some money to help uh, this this worker at the the Smoothie King Center kind of get back on his feet. Uh, If you want to check it out, I mean, obviously this is a Toronto podcast, so uh, going to a Pelicans game isn't really you know an option unless you want to drive down which hey that'd be a fun trip uh only like a 20 and a half hour drive you can do it anyway uh if you feel like donating if you want to check that out make sure you go to jake madison's twitter he's got everything there uh posted Uh, the gofundme page and everything like that and he's doing a very wonderful thing uh so if you want to help out in any way 10 bucks five bucks whatever you can donate uh make sure you go to locked on pelicans and uh, jake madison's twitter Alright, on today's show, I'm joined by Vivek Jacob, uh, our, our pal, our regular guest. We talked about uh, the Raptors game against the Wolves last night. The Raptors won 109-104. It was a fun game, very entertaining, kind of a well-played game by both teams, which was pretty fun. Uh, the, the the Wolves' offense was pretty pretty deadly in the first half. I mean, it was death by mid-rangers, but hey, they were shooting like 58%, so I guess you'll take that, and uh, yeah, it was a fun game. The Raptors ended up pulling it out. The crunch time offense looked good finally, uh, and lots of nice positives from this game. Everyone played well pretty much, so we'll get to the chat with Vivek in just a minute, but first I want to tell you about our sponsor for today, and that, of course, is Draft. Fantasy basketball fans, listen up. If you love fantasy basketball, then you gotta try my new favorite app, and that is Draft. It's daily fantasy basketball, but not like the other guys. On Draft, you play real live snake drafts with other people, just like in your season long league and here's how it works. It's a draft that lasts for just one night and there's no management. You just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. There's no trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last minute injuries for you by sending you a push notification if if someone's been ruled out late. Drafts start every couple of minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part is, you play for cold hard cash. Drafts start at just one dollar, so there's a draft for everybody. Uh, you can play free as well, but you can play a dollar, three bucks, five bucks, ten bucks, up to a thousand bucks if you want to really go for it all. Uh, and there's no salary caps as well. You play in a real-life snake draft, just like you play annual season-long league with your friends. And you're not dealing with, like, pros who are submitting a million different lineups. It's not like the other guys. You're so much more likely to win playing Draft. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes. Or play right from your computer at Draft.com, whatever you want to do. In Canada, you still have to play uh, at Draft.com if you have an Android device. They're still working on the app for that. Uh, We'll keep you posted there. Uh, for a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use my promo code first, and that is LO Raptors. Uh, that's Lockdown Raptors, or as in Lockdown Raptors, it's LO Raptors, all one word. That's right, you play a real money game for free just for using my promo code Raptors on your first deposit on draft. Every Wednesday is Draft Wednesday on the Locked On Podcast Network, so we'll be hosting leagues today. Uh, and uh, look for me on there. Follow me, Sean. I've been hosting leagues with a few listeners over the last couple weeks. Uh, I would like to have more listeners involved, have bigger leagues. We've been playing like three or four team leagues of late. Uh, I would like to get them to like six, maybe even ten. Uh, why not? It's really fun. Uh, and the more people you have involved, the more money that there is to win. There's more prizes there are. Uh, so come on, join me. Follow me, locked on Sean on draft. It's a really great time. And I hope to see you on there. All right, let's get to the conversation now with Vivek Jacob. Uh, this is a, a, the audio on this one is interesting. Um, we recorded it a little earlier than we normally would, like after a game. Usually uh, when I go to record, it's like 11, 11.30 and the sort of bowels of the ACC have cleared out a little bit. When we recorded this one, it was about 10.30. It was just after media availability finished up for the Raptors. And so there's still a bunch of people down in the the basement of the ACC. Uh, super fan Nov Baccio was down there kind of in the background. <laughs> so if you hear him... Uh, uh, that's uh, that he was pretty close by, and then yeah, there's just a bunch of other people, a bunch of things going on. So, apologies if the audio is a little loud in the background, uh, it kind of gets better by the end. And uh, Vivek was a little sick as well, so his voice is a little quieter than normal. Uh, I think it picks up. I'm also just a loud idiot, so uh, my, my I might just be dwarfing him, uh, through no fault of his own. It's just me being a loud dummy. Anyway, uh, enjoy the conversation here with Vivek, and we'll be back again on on Thursday with another episode of Locked On Raptors. Enjoy. All right, joining me now on Locked On Raptors from deep inside the Air Canada Center, where there's lots of people around being loud, Uh, so apologies if the audio is a little tricky to listen to. Uh, It's our pal Vivek Jacob. How's it going, man? Pretty good, Sean. Good win for the Raptors. Yeah, it was uh, a really fun win. The Raptors just beat the Timberwolves, uh, 109-104. Uh, a fun game. Like, it was a very sleepy start, I think. And yeah. the Raptors did not play particularly well. Their defense, I don't know when the last time I've seen them play perimeter defense that lackadaisical. But they were just letting dudes cut and, and drive and just kind of get layups whenever they wanted. I believe, uh, what did the, what was the word Dwayne Casey used? He said they were allowing him to just sashay in and get layups. Yeah. Uh, so, and he said they were stuck in mud about four times in, the, in his post-game presser. Um, so... But they, they kind of recovered. The second half was much better. The offense looked a lot more crisp. The offense actually all night, even in the first half, Doug Smith tweeted out uh, at one point the Raptors were shooting like 49%. They were 8 of 20 from three. They had like five turnovers, and they were down by seven. Uh, it was a really yep. weird start where the where the T-Wolves were hitting everything from the mid-range. Gorgie Jang was like 6 of 7 to start the game for 14 points. I'm not sure you're... He even scored after that. No, he finished with 14 points on 6 of 7 shooting, so he did all his damage in the yep. first half. And uh, it was a game where the Raptors just kind of rallied in the second half. Didn't play an amazing game, but played well enough. And the bench, I thought, was uh, was excellent in the fourth. What's your biggest takeaway from this game? Uh, the biggest takeaway, I think, would be the crunch time offense because
3: yeah. that's something that we were looking for. So uh, we got a good close game towards the end. And then when you looked at the plays down the stretch, you saw, uh, you know, Fred VanVleet drive in and Vita yeah. cutting DeRozan You saw Kyle Lowry drive and find DeRozan on the perimeter for a three. Uh, you, you had a couple of drives from JV and Ibaka each, yeah. uh, which you know uh, the it's, results. It's definitely a diversified wanted, approach. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you wanted randomness in the offense. It was definitely there uh, tonight. There was maybe just that one drive uh, where you know DeRozan had the ISO and it looked a bit you know forced it on Butler a little bit. Yeah. Yeah um so but other than that you know what you you'll take you'll take that every time you know five good possessions out of six late you'll take that so i think that that would be my biggest takeaway and then uh, i think just uh it's easy to look at the bench and look at uh, the contributions they made offensively because you look at you know 35 points off the bench um, but to your point Gori Dang had 14 at halftime uh Bialika had five for himself as well. It's oh, the 14th different pronunciation half. we've heard of that name tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they didn't, they, they didn't have a bucket in the second half. Yeah. So uh, credit to the bench getting it done there and just uh, and, and doing a pretty good job on the big three as well. Wiggins had a rough night, seven for 22. Um, as much as he seems to play well against the Raptors, obviously tonight wasn't the night. Yeah. Um, including that miss dunk. <laughs> I don't think anyone saw that coming, but yeah, overall, I think the bench was excellent and, you know, shout out to Norman Powell finally finding some life.
0: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Yeah, Norm Powell, uh, like he was three of seven, two of five from deep, like not his best game ever, but Considering how he's been sort of just lost in the woods lately, it was pretty nice to see him kind of bounce back. Uh, was a big part of the start of the fourth quarter when the Raptors really started to pull away. When the bench had that really great stretch where uh, it seemed from like the end of the third quarter to like the last two or three minutes, and then into the fourth quarter, the bench was just doing a lot of stuff. Like there were a lot of plays where Delon was doing his Delon thing, making like a really great you know four to the rim. Uh, Jakubertel got like six putbacks in this game, all off of incredible plays that didn't fall. Uh, from whether it was Pascal Siak. Or or DeLon or someone else um, and Yak was there to clean those up he was 6-7 from the field he had 4 offensive rebounds those were all of his rebounds in the game um, and yeah it was just uh, I thought the bench looked great and Powell the fact that he was just like out there looking confident in his shot didn't look like he was scared he made a couple nice plays actually uh, one of those putbacks from Pirtle was actually like a really nice little dribble move that, that Powell made sort of 10 feet out kind of, like, near the free throw line, uh, missed the shot, but Pearl got the putback on it, and it was really nice. And it was nice to see Powell just kind of get back in the groove. He hit a corner three, and everyone was kind of dapping him up after that. Uh, So that was great. And, yeah, the bench, I thought, the first half, their defense was just... It was comically bad, like really. The, the drives they were allowing, I tweeted the, the joke that like I haven't seen it this bad since that time Grievous Vasquez guarded Tyreek Evans to close a game, and like it really did bring me back to the days where they just couldn't stop anybody on the perimeter, and that's not been the case with this Raptors team this season. They've been really good defensively this year. Uh, was there anything from this game that gives you any concern going forward, or was it kind of just like, you know, the Raptors aren't very good, they won the game, they maybe didn't play their best game, but like they can still win pretty handily even when they don't play 100%.
3: Yeah, no, I'm not too concerned about the defense just because, like Casey said, I think they are just stuck in the mud a bit. And the um, Wolves are like a top-five offense, so... Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, and yeah, some, some of the mid-range shots that they hit as well, like the, the way Jorgie Dang went off, you know, you take that away... And, I don't think it's as bad as it looked. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that was surprising at the beginning of the game was just how well DeMar DeRozan was defending. So yeah. It's kind of ironic that he was the he was the guy that brought it on that end.
2: Um, he had a great late possession on Butler too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He did. After like kind of a weird call, uh, it was like the possession after the worst foul call I've literally ever seen, where Butler runs into Carl Towns. DeMar doesn't touch Butler. Butler puts up a three, and then the foul is called, like, a second after the three misses. Uh, I've never heard the ACC get that angry over a foul call before. It was comically bad, but sorry, I stepped on your point there.
3: No, I mean, you're absolutely right. If not for that horrendous call, I think, you yeah. know, you could, you could probably make a few, uh, you know, compile a few possessions where DeMar just did a great job on Butler. Um, you I mean, initially he started out on Wiggins, but then he had Buckner for a few yeah. uh, possessions as well. I and mean, I thought he did a great job. And Again, you know, you contrast that with Wiggins on the other side and you kind of see yeah. the progression that Wiggins needs to take. You look at how far DeMar has come along, especially this season yeah. um, with his passing, with his three-point shooting. and You know, he's giving a lot more on the defensive end as well now. Yeah. And, you know, that's only going to help the Raptors as they go further along yeah. this stretch.
2: What do you think of Kyle Lowry's game? Because I thought this was one of the better games Lowry's played in a long time. He's only 15-3-9, uh, no steals, no blocks, like, didn't really pile up the scoreboard. He got a couple charges drawn, because that's what Kyle Lowry does, uh, and there was one that actually wasn't a charge drawn, but that should have been when uh, Tosh Gibson went barreling into him and threw it out of bounds. Um, like, Lowry was all over the place in this one. Just played 34 minutes, so that was good to see. Like, they're not overexerting him or anything like that, but with the 15-3-9, I just thought... Maybe this is like a different kind of Kyle Lowry FU game because he really did seem engaged. He seemed... Uh, like, totally on board. With, like with It wasn't like that game against the Jazz last Friday where he just kind of seemed invisible. Like, he was in every part of this game. Like, my favorite aspect of this game was watching him play post-defense on Wiggins late. Yeah. Uh, there was one possession where he completely denied him for 24 seconds. Uh, Teague ended up making a three at the end of the clock, but, like, it, the job Lowry did on Wiggins was unbelievable. Uh, I'm just going to go back and watch that possession on loop for, like, you know, 10 hours <laughs> tomorrow because it was just so nice. And then the next possession, he just straight up guards him and forces a miss at the post against Wiggins Um, what did you think of Lowry's game because like it's not like the 40 points he put up against the Wolves in the last one but I still thought like this is among the more complete games Lowry's put in in a while
3: yeah no for sure I agree with you 100% and one of the reasons why I look forward to as, as much as devastating as Jimmy Butler can be against the Raptors one of the reasons I always look forward to the Raptors against Jimmy Butler is because you get to see two guys that compete as hard as Butler and Lowry do yeah right and they're You know, they're those two typical guys that, regardless of what's happening with their shot, they're going to find ways to impact the game. And that's exactly what Lowry said, Uh, Lowry did. Uh, You already spoke about it. You know, uh, his defense today was probably among the best defensive games he's had this season. Yeah. Um, And I I think in the first half, DeRozan and Lowry were a combined Mm 3-for-13, but they had 12 assists and zero turnovers. Yeah. Right? And that's exactly what you want to see, guys, you know, not maybe finding a rhythm with their shot, but finding other ways to impact the game. And as long as they keep doing that, and as long as the bench is willing to take the reins and be productive themselves, you're going to see positive results.
2: Serge Baki and his Valentinus were also pretty good in this game. Yeah. Uh, like their defense was. It was a lot of good in this game. Yeah, the defense was much improved. It was a very clean game on both sides. Like I thought both teams just played pretty well. Uh, Both shot well. Both just had eight turnovers. Like, it was a low-possession game, but it was a very efficient game. uh, I mean, the Wolves took, like, 12 threes the entire game. At one point, they were, like, 2 of 4 midway through the third. But uh, just, like, a very clean and just well-played game on both sides, I thought. Um, But, yeah, Ibaka and Valanchunas, I thought they were great. Valanchunas with the the, the putbacks again, three offensive boards for him. The Raptors only had nine in this game. It feels like they had more, but I just feel like probably all nine of those, they turned into points uh, because they were all over the glass in this one. And, yeah, 18-11 and 11 for Jonas. Like, he just continues his run of really good play. He was pretty good defensively on Taj Gibson as well. Uh, they had a Baca guarding Towns, and he did an excellent job on Towns. Towns was kind of invisible in this one for the Wolves. Um, Towns finished the game just 11 points and 10 boards, 4-7 shooting. Didn't take a three in this game, which I think speaks to how well uh, Serge did kind of running him off the line and making him put the ball on the floor. Um, you know, Butler did his Butler thing. He had 25 on 9-17, and it looked like for a while there he was going to do his Butler thing in the fourth quarter quarter and ruined the Raptors' dreams of a win, but uh, other than that, I thought you know, Jonas and Surgeon did an excellent job on the bigs. Was there something that they were doing differently from the last time when they played Minnesota, do you think?
3: I think, I, I don't know if, if it's them looking to do something different, but with Jonas just these last few games, the stretch that he's, this incredible stretch that he's been on, yeah. you can just see the engagement level. Yeah. Right and that compete uh, and you know whether that stems from him being so involved offensively that two man game with the Rosen Lowry looking for yeah, it was more. going with Lowry tonight man yeah he exactly.
2: found each other or he found Lowry found Jv like
3: three or four times in the pick and roll yeah exactly and so you know you you just see that confidence uh, and I think just the recognition that. The team has confidence in him you mm-hmm. know and the team's expecting him to do things and you look at you know was it five minutes left in the game that when DeRozan gets called for that foul they bring jonas back into the game yeah. uh and he finished uh, game high plus 14. yeah so you can see the impact that he's having on the court uh, when he's around um his defense is getting better as well you're, you're seeing less possessions of him getting caught out you yeah. know sort of maybe paying a little too much attention to his man and not helping out, he had a couple of those today, but he's getting better, and that's what you want to see. And with Serge Ibaka, um, maybe quite wasn't there defensively at the beginning. He was hitting his shot, and that sort of kept. He was
2: kind of the offense in the first yeah, half exactly. when everyone else was struggling. He exactly. was uh, really keeping it the flow.
3: Um, but again, I, I thought he was more engaged in the second half as well. They really stepped it up defensively. He had that huge block on Jimmy Butler. Yeah.
2: Unfortunately, <laughs> that, uh, block yeah. on Jimmy Butler.
3: <laughs> it was disgusting. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah. you know, uh, after the ball went out of bounds. They ended up getting a dunk out of it, yeah. which, which I think that's a weird stat. I feel like if you looked at the ratio of Ibaka blocks that end up turning into dunks on the yeah. same possession, <laughs> it would be weirdly high. Uh, well, he's
2: not the kind to, like, gently poke it to himself on a block, right? No, like, he's no. going for the theatrics, and that's fine. <laughs> uh, you're you're going to get burned there. But, like, he's not the only one that likes to uh, swat it away. I mean, yeah, that's just kind exactly. of the thing, right?
3: Yeah. So, again, you know, like you said, he, he sort of carried the offense in the first half. And then, of, of course, uh, we haven't talked about uh, the new dad, Fred Van v-
0: the- part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Yeah, uh, one last note on Jonas before we talk about Fred, who is excellent in this game. Uh, I think the new most fun thing that happens at the ACC is whenever Jonas is gearing up for a three. Oh my goodness. Just like the crescendo of the crowd when you when he gets it on the perimeter when no one's around him because no one cares about him as a shooter just yet. Uh, it's pretty awesome. He's over one today, but it's still nice. I like that they're looking for Jonas in situations where it's not, all right, let's just throw it to him in the post and like you have like a lazy possession here. Where he just goes to work. Like, there have been very few post touches for him lately. It's been a lot of pick and roll stuff tonight a lot of that with Lowry, as I mentioned. Yep. Uh, he's doing the pick and pop a little bit with the either threes or just mid-range stuff, like 18-footers. Uh, it's a lot more within the flow of a regular NBA offense and not like this, alright, just throw it to the big guy to make him happy. And I think that's benefiting him. I think his efficiency is going up because of it, because post-touches aren't efficient. Uh, whereas he's been you know, among the best pick and roll scorers in the league for like the last four years, just has never been used in that situation. Um, so yeah, I, I'm all, all here for, for Jonas diversifying the ways in which he shoots. And like, give me threes. Jonas Bonus threes are amazing. They're yeah, so fun. They are. Uh, the 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 crowd gets amped up for them, and like, why not? No one's guarding him, and he can obviously hit them. Uh, so go for it, man. I'm all for it. Uh, but yeah, Fred VanVleet got to the game about an hour before the game. Uh, said he slept like two or three hours because uh, he's a new dad. Congrats to Fred VanVleet. Uh, and he was really good, and the, you know, played in crunch time as well. And I, honestly that's I was uh, usual. Yeah, I was like Blake Murphy made a good point, uh saying like Fred might not be cut out for this game because the with Wiggins and Butler having both Lowry and, and Fred out there, it's kind of tough, like size-wise. I think Blake underestimated Lowry's ability to completely punk Wiggins in the post. Uh it's sort of you can hide uh Van Vliet on Teagan, that's fine. Um but even late in the game he made a really big play that uh, Casey talked about after the game where uh, he got switched on to Towns and why Teague didn't try to hit Towns there was maybe yeah, 5 was or 6 strange. seconds left of the clock I think there was like 20 seconds on the game uh, they were down by 4 at the time so like they could have gone for a 2 and then fouled and then trying to like extend the game that way if that's the shot that's there for you and it was there for them because they got the switch with Fred on to Towns and just completely ignored him they you know, kicked it over to the, to the weak side where the Raptors were loaded up and Wiggins fired up a 3 that missed and that was pretty much the game at that point after Fred VanVleet boxed out Carl Towns and grabbed the rebound that Dwayne Casey was so happy with after the game. Um, I mean, it's getting hard to really sort of talk about Fred because every single game he's doing good stuff. Uh, Did you see anything in particular that you liked from him in this game?
3: Just, uh, again, his ability to get inside and finish and, you know, kick out to open guys and, you know, you look at finishing among, you know, Gibson and Towns and, you know, even even Butler was helping out. you know, he just finds a way to get it done. And, yeah, uh, that
2: he just has that it factor about him, right? Like, you know, he's yeah. a baller, man. He's <laughs> just a goddamn baller. Uh, the The crunch time play too that you mentioned off the top was really nice, where he uh, drove by Teague and then found the cutting to Rosen. Just like it wasn't the most complex set in the world, but it's like, all right, this is something. This is an encouraging sign. They're trying to get a little bit more creative with the crunch time offense, and uh, it's what Casey talked about too as well. Yeah. right? forcing the defenders to think,
3: yeah. forcing them. To expect the unexpected yeah you know what I mean and so just just that little bit extra where you know defenders are thinking oh is DeRozan gonna get it now is he is, is Kyle gonna get it now yeah. and now there's that element of not knowing yeah which is enough to deter them
2: and it's like I don't have a problem with DeRozan taking the line share of shots like games if like that's what they're comfortable with like fine uh, especially if they only need two or whatever like have Demar try to get buckets, that's fine with me. But the way in which they've been getting him the ball and trying to get him space has just been so uncreative lately. Like, it's just, it's been, it's been a slog, right? It's like, yeah. all right, they're gonna throw it into Demar on the inbound and there's gonna be no sort of action or anything to get him free and they're going to, you know, double him, and there's going to be either a contested shot, or he's going to try to pass it off, and there's not going to be enough time to do anything. Um, Like, in this game, it didn't happen in crunch time, but I thought there was a nice little screen that Jonas set for DeMar to sort of free him of Wiggins for a three. Uh, That was a nice little set, like, just like a super quick set that they drew up, uh, like a seven seconds or less type thing. Um, And then late in the game, yeah, I mean, DeMar got the three from Lowry, you mentioned that at the top as well. Uh, Lowry drove, found DeMar in the corner. DeMar missed, uh, then Jonas missed the offensive putback, but, like, that's the kind of stuff that I'd like to see and that's why I like Lowry having the ball in his hands in crunch time he like has barely touched it in crunch time of late and I think that's probably a big reason why the numbers are so down um, because he is a guy you have to worry about and he's a guy that draws a lot of attention therefore opening up other guys around the court and Casey talked about this after the game too Um, so if you have Lowry sort of handling the ball a bit more even Fred and having DeMar get the ball in just, like, different ways as opposed to just, like, force-feeding and telegraphing everything he does late in games. I think that is totally fine with me as, like, a a tweak to the crush time offense. We'll see how it works. I'd still like to see Lowry, you know, pull up for threes and stuff like that, but I guess baby steps, right? Like, this is the first real game where I think we've seen real progress in that regard. Yeah. Uh, And, like, it's not like the Wolves' defense is the Jazz or the the Warriors or the Celtics, but uh, they're not terrible, and it's a nice sort of start, I think, considering how bad it's been of late. Yeah, You you just... You just take the points that you can build off, right? You look yeah. at this
3: game uh, tonight, the good possessions. You look at, you know, even if you think back to the game where they beat Milwaukee, there were some really good possessions there where DeMar yeah. was able to find Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry for open shots. Um, he even found Serge Ibaka for one that night, which s- Serge seemed shocked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it ended up being a shot clock violation. But you take those things, and that's what you want to keep building off of. And again, credit to Casey for continuing to show... Fast improvement this yeah. season. You know, before, you know, we might have been critical in terms of not seeing changes quick enough, and now you're seeing that happen uh, on a game-to-game basis. Yeah. You know, hopefully, they become more of that finished product. Help the
2: playoffs. Yeah, I think they're using the regular season really well, man. Like, they, yeah. I, there's no complaints I have with how they've used the regular season to try to improve themselves and like recognize areas in which they're weak, and then try to, you know, you can see the gears working and them trying to improve themselves immediately. Like you said, it's a game to game thing as opposed to a season to season thing now. Yeah, and I think that speaks to Dwayne Casey's improvement. And yeah, man, this was a this was a good game all around for the Raptors. I thought they played reasonably well especially in the second half they were excellent and the offense was humming and all that good stuff they had like 20 assists on their first 24 field goal makes this was while they were down seven this was also in the Doug Smith tweet uh, which was kind of inexplicable but hey they they pulled the win out they're now 34 and 15 Uh, injury notes CJ Miles seems like he's fine with the need that he sat out with tonight Uh, Casey said that if it were a playoff game he'd probably play Uh, again using the regular season well and not forcing guys into play and hey if that means Norm Powell you know the 20 minutes he played tonight can kind of get him back on track then hell yeah rest guys all you want I'm totally okay with that and being careful with guys Um, because hey the Raptors have a lot of good players and uh, they could stand to get a few more of them worked into the rotation I I mean, and there might be a time where you need to throw as
3: many guys at LeBron as possible and Norm fits into that mold of who you want to throw at
2: him absolutely I mean Norm is like the playoff saver every damn year, so I'm expecting him to have to be in it at some point. Uh, Vivek, this was fun, man. I know you're uh, feeling a little under the weather, so thanks for sticking around after the game with me. no worries. Thank you. appreciate it. Uh, Anything people can look for from you on the internet right now? Uh,
3: I'll have something up uh, on Wiggins by tomorrow and uh, see if I can fight this off and get it up as soon as possible. (laughs) Um, But yeah, besides that, as usual, you can find my work on Raptors Republic, B-Ball Breakdown, North Pole Hoops. And now Sportsnet as well. So. Hell yeah. Congrats, man. <laughs> Thanks, man.
2: Uh, Appreciate it. The going to be doing more Sportsnet stuff. So this is good for everybody, good for everyone on the Internet. The has got more stuff coming out of the Internet. Uh And we are going to wrap this thing up here. So if I can go home and have all the cold medicine, uh, I'm going to probably go and uh, sleep before doing any work. So you're probably hearing this in the morning if you're hearing this at all. Uh, but uh, thanks for coming on, man, and thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review the podcast on iTunes. It very much helps. Uh takes no time at all. Make sure you're checking out all the other Locked On podcasts in the network as well, Locked On Pistons, Locked On Clippers. Uh, We'll have all your reaction to the big trade that happened yesterday, Locked On Cavs with Chris Manning. I'm sure we'll talk about Kevin Love's injury, all that stuff. So uh, thanks so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you on Thursday with another episode of Locked On Raptors. Have a good one.
1: Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code
4: PROGRAM.